director of the Fa Inc., which is Manitoba's first disabled or dance and fitness entertainment and education company for people with disabilities. I'm also a certified group fitness instructor, third in Manitoba strongman and Scottish Highland heavy games athlete. You can follow me on, on YT and IG and Facebook. Just look up Big Stephanie or Pantastic the Dancer. Today's episode is about New Year's resolutions, how to become unbreakable in, the, in strength sports and to keep your New Year's resolutions without letting them um, own you, you own them the whole year long. That's what we're gonna be talking about today. And today's guest is Bailey. Bailey's in the house. Bailey Deshane, hey. Are you doing? <laughs> I'm good girl, hey. <laughs> You know what? It's the weekend. It's it's that's that's all I gotta say. You know. Finally. Time to party. And uh, I'm gonna let you guys. She's gonna tell you about herself. She's an incredible strongman athlete. She's actually a wrestler, so she can whoop some some butt. Don't mess around. She looks sweet, yeah. but she'll she'll give you a whooping. Um, <laughs> and uh, she's this incredible human. So, um, what's your IG, Bailey? My Instagram is bdzlemonsqueezy, and then you can see in the back my massage. Uh, my Instagram is fire from within massage. If you're in Calgary area, or if you have some family or friends that live here, every time she says lemon squeezy, like I physically want to squeeze her. I don't know what it is. <laughs> lemonade, lemonade. Um, and your your website is again. It's just fire from within massage therapy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. So we're also going to post the links, you guys, um, on the YT channel. So look, check that out. We'll have all of her information so you can get in touch with her if you want to book her for massage therapy or any of her other fantastic services. So we just want to thank you for listening into our podcast and uh, stay tuned to the end because we have exciting news tips and Bailey will be sharing her real life story of how she entered strength sports. So once again, thanks for being our guest today. And uh, let's get into it. So it's the new year. What are your new resolu- New Year's resolutions and why are they what they are? So curious with the COVID lockdown. What all right, you- all right. Um, well, since it is COVID and there's whole, not a whole lot going on right now, I kept them very minimal and very realistic, which is what I try to do anyways. Um, but mostly for just this year, um, when I eat dairy, I just break out in acne and that's like the one thing that I'm super self-conscious about. So I'm going to try to take more control of that, even though I love cheese. I don't know who doesn't love cheese. Um, I'm going to try to eat less of that, switch up my protein a little bit better. Um, and yeah, I'll just be more confident walking around if I can kind of clear up my acne a little bit more. Um, so instead of saying, I'm not going to have dairy anymore, I'm just saying I'm going to eat less dairy because I've already had dairy and we're still in the first month of this year, but my skin is clearing up. So that's what I recommend is don't like take it completely out of your life, um, to a point, but just make it realistic goals like you would with your lifting. Um, and then my other one is just to really commit to my core work, make sure I don't skip it because it's very, very important. So yeah, do more core work. I struggle with the love of the cheese as well. 
Um, my kid, when I take him to a star, I'm not gonna lie, he'd be like one year, two years old, and he'd like walk in and just grab a block of cheese and just like eat it through the wrapper. And people wouldn't even get mad. They would just laugh in the store. <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> when I was kid, he'd be stealing blocks of cheese. My mom be like sitting there with her hand up, kind of just ready to smack me. Like, you know how much cheese costs? Um, and uh, it's so it's so delicious. Like, like literally, if I make like a bowl of meat, there's at least one third of that layer is just pure cheese, and uh. it's like. I know, and it makes me all bloated and itchy, and like I'm, I'm pretty sure probably lactose intolerant, but it's so good, like feta and Greek yogurt, and like oh lord, you know, like I can't let it go. But I'm the same way as you, like it's I know it hurts my training, so I tried to have it, the keto carnivore diet, keep a little bit there, and then obviously with the core, um, as a pro strong man, I am sure you have come to learn, which most of us do, is like everything is your core in strength sports everything is your core if you don't have a strong core it's great that you have strong back and legs but you're not going to be able to lift things like atlas zones and certain implements like you not safe at least for long term like yeah. i'm not saying you need washboard abs but just just do your exercises do your accessory work right yeah totally mm-hmm. so obviously a lot of us um, athletes have to adapt and part of being a good strongman athlete is learning how to adapt because you constantly have to reprogram and and change up what you're doing because the events are never the same and there's so many different types and now there's so much crossover right like a lot of the stuff in highland games you now see in um strongman right and then sometimes strongman will have like you know deadlifts and i'm like there's so many things you could do so it's like you never know and a lot of times competitions change or you know, announce those events last minute. So with the unpredictability of the lockdown right now, I'm curious what you're doing to maintain like your, your, your foundational strength to be able to be diverse enough in your lifts. Um, how are you, because it's nice when you have like a goal set where you're like, oh, three months from now I have this competition and you train according to that. So with the unpredictability of that, how are you handling your training New Year's resolutions, like sticking to them and planning them? Um, so in Alberta, the gyms are closed right now. So I am just training out of my garage and we don't really have a time, but we have a log and we have a barbell and we have some weights and we have a stone. So as long as the stone is light enough, I can at least do some like good mornings or some front loaded squats, some rows, things like that. You got to get a little bit creative. Um, I used to do like my first couple years of strongman. I was doing about eight shows a year. So that was kind of all over That's the place. Insane. I, yeah, but I mean, wow. more shows, the better. I needed all the experience. I was super green going into weightlifting. So yeah. Yeah. I just needed to keep going, keep doing it. So yeah, there's a ton of different events. Um, but usually you'll see some type of overhead, some type of deadlift and then a moving event. So as long as you can try to do those three and do like at least one cardio kind of day a week that mm-hmm. you should be able to maintain and, you know, get through the day at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely. Like right now I'm still training four days a week. So I'll have uh, an overhead day, which is my weakest. Um, and then I'll do a deadlift day, a squat day, and then I'll do an overhead day again. Usually I would do an event day, like maybe with some yoke or farmers or a carry medley, but because I don't have that, I'm just going to work on my weaknesses right now. So I'm just going to train overhead twice a week. Yeah, no, totally. And I think the most important thing is to be like evenly trained in your lifts instead of like, 
because I know when I first started training for strongman, I just bought all the books, watched the tutorials, and like you was just super green in weightlifting, and I didn't have a coach and didn't have a trainer, and so it was like a, just a mixed bag, right? And I was just always trying to do lift different things, which was good. It did help me to a certain extent farther along in the year, but it also was waste a lot of time. It was super ineffective, right? Because I wasn't growing that foundational strength and total body composition when it comes to just being, you know, evenly strong. Not about, you know, how much you weigh, but um, so I think it's important to like understand what those core workouts are and, and be prepared. Eight is a lot though. Like I would say, I agree with you 100% was the best advice given to me is like when you start, like just don't worry about winning. Don't worry. Like if you fail an event um, or like just try not to get injured meet everyone talk to everyone you know learn as much as you can and just go to as much events because you can train all you want in the gym but nothing's like the real thing and um it's like i didn't have access to, to practice car deadlift right i didn't have access to pull a truck so i would just pull like big crossfit tires like that were um at the commercial gym and i broke a bunch of equipment and they'd get mad and be like Dude, this is not what the vest is for and i'm like strong man <laughs> i'm a strong man and I was like, I broke your clit, man. <laughs> okay, before y'all make men's and get mad at me, okay? I was in balancing, jumping away, so I was pulling tires. That's what they're there for. It's not my fault. They weren't made for this gorgeous strength. Anywho, um, but yeah, you got you gotta you gotta prepare. Um so like I, I definitely think the viewers need to know more about how long you've been competing and how long you've been training because once again, I think strongman is really unique in the sense of it's it's different in powerlifting where people are like, just show up and do a meet and, you know, just lift. You don't want to injure yourself. So I think it takes, personally, I think it takes quite a few years to just even get like decent at lifting things and, you know, building a core support, sorry, core strength in all the diverse ways you need to for a strongman. I'm just curious about your thoughts. And also, like I said, let us know about your history because it's, it's right. actually quite, quite amazing, you guys. Uh, I've been doing this for a little while, so it'll be six years in March. So I did start when I was 19. I was super lucky to have a classmate that started training. So I went to go watch her compete. I think it was her first show, if not her second. And I was like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever. Like I need to start this now. And originally it was more for like a weight loss, get healthy type of thing. Uh, but <laughs> the scale hasn't really moved in the past six years I've maintained. But I've gotten so much stronger and I'm just so much happier with the way I feel, the way I look, and I'd rather be stronger overall. Um, so I did start in Saskatchewan for the first couple of years and then I moved to Alberta. And then when I turned 22, I competed in a show and I won my pro status there. So I've been a pro for almost like three and a half years, coming up to four years now. Um, and yeah, like I said earlier, the first year or two, I was doing about eight shows. And then pretty much since I got my pro card, uh, we have a federation called CASA. So that's for all Canadian amateurs. Uh, I can't compete in that anymore. So that kind of decreased my shows significantly. Mm -hmm. And I can mostly only compete internationally now, which I love. Yeah. Like I really, yeah, yeah. really love traveling and competing. That's my favorite part. Um, but I think these last three years, I've done three or four shows and then on top of COVID, it's even less. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of nice because now I'm trying to do more local shows now to try to support our locals 
and we're putting on more pro-am shows and just just so everybody can have the opportunity and the chance to compete because everything keeps getting cancelled um, yeah yeah I preach trying to do as many shows as you can safely you have to listen to your body but I think going through experience at an actual show is the best way to improve them learn because it's totally different from training at a gym where you're comfortable yeah. with the with the implements that you use you're you take your own time breaks and like all that stuff right totally yeah the, every it's totally different game day with the yeah. adrenaline pumping and then like depending how competitive you are you're like trying not to watch everybody else but you're like keeping your oh, eyes yeah. up yeah it's really really fun like I really really like strongman it's totally the adrenaline different. though yeah it's totally different compared to all the different sports that I've ever played because I've played from like ringette hockey figure skating lacrosse fast pitch and I loved all those sports but this is the longest sport that I've stayed in that I haven't lost any drive yet and obviously I have some bad days but I haven't quit at all I've been doing this full time for the full six yeah. years and I'm planning on doing it until I physically can't anymore so hopefully like another 60 years <laughs> I'm gonna try to find a song right now that like go should be go with your theme and it's like the song you know boss ass you know from Khalees but it's, it's just be like badass you know right yeah, yeah. Because I just feel like right now my head's like badass. You know, it's like thumping in my head. Because you amazing. Like that's like all those sports are hardcore. Like so cool. Um, a couple of things, questions and comments for sure on everything you said. It's like, I, I think a lot of people get confused of the difference of what is an amateur and what is a pro. I see that a lot on Facebook groups. Like it's a debate of how many you've done. And uh, so I, if, could you clarify that for our listeners of what, what is the difference between amateur and pro? Like how, and how does it, how long does it take for the average, you know, athlete to get to that status? I mean, obviously it depends on how, how much they're competing, how strong they are, but generalistically like an average. It, well, it definitely varies because there are some people that are just naturally gifted and naturally very strong. Um, others like, okay. So for me, it took me three three years to get my pro card but also three years ago there were very less women in the sport so whereas now like I remember my first provincials there was three girls total one in each weight class and then I think two years after that we had more women than men anyway that's off topic how to get your pro card okay <laughs> so you can start with a novice show so some some places they'll offer that and it's some but it usually the rule is if you've never competed in a strongman show before or you've done like one or two but haven't done provincials or you haven't podiumed or anything like that in a qualifier yeah. then right. you can do a novice show um but with casa that's um the shows that you do they're all provincial qualifiers um, so those are all for amateurs. Anybody is allowed to do that. But once you go pro, the way you would win your pro card is you either have to win nationals or become top three, depending how many people are competing that year. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also host pro-am shows. So those are open to professionals and amateurs. And again, depending how many people are signed up and then how many pros versus amateurs are signed up. Mm -hmm. Usually if you podium, 
if an amateur yeah. podiums at a pro am competition that you earn your pro card right um, so there's a little so, bit of gray areas because we're still working yeah, on it yeah, just, yeah it yeah. is so new well, with the women the reason why is because it's complicated right so because people like to compare a strong man to powerlifting and i'm like they're two completely separate things okay because with the lift some of the lifts and things you do like you, you can't be technical and judging them you just can't because it's about getting the weight up most of the time right get it moving um mm -hmm. but when it comes to training there there's like not everywhere like offers novice competitions and some are super strict on the rules i've had i've seen professionals attend amateur events right and steal first i'm like ah, you're kind of a pro you should <laughs> these people this is their first or second competition but that does happen so yeah. it's like it's important to like you know like think about realistically and once again you're winning whether or not you actually podium and when it's when it happens it was meant to happen because your body will be ready near there. So it's just a matter of time, right? And like you said, okay. it takes some people longer. A lot of women, that's the, the comments they get, or that's where they get frustrated, right? Is I'm not, you know, I'm not getting stronger, but like you said, it's like, it's about how you feel in your overall endurance um, versus like, you know, weight on the scale or how many times you won. Because all it takes is like one or two events, right? And you and, and your grip fails. Like that's another thing that people need to know. It's like, you'd be like, oh, it's a yoke and that's a yoke. But actually the, the the shape of the bar the size of the bar like where it sits in your body it's going to call on call on different muscles and it's amazing it's absolutely amazing when you're using unfamiliar equipment and you're at a competition and people are shouting your name and there's so many distractions like for me i have learning disabilities and physical disabilities so it's hard enough for me alone to get in my own head i don't like working out with people i like because i'm like unless you pay me because i'm training you you know because i need to focus so at a competition you know, I, I have to work really hard. So I think, okay, well, if there's, I have to compensate because there's a 20% distraction there. I need to 20% stronger than I originally planned type of thing. So yeah. it's normal. It's normal. You have to get used to it. And especially not everyone who's joined the sport, right? A lot of women who joined it ha have not competed in anything like that before. I mean, you're hardcore, you're amazing, you're insane. But some women are shy and they're new and it's it's a lot it's intense so i think it's like but that's great how right? i was too i've had no weightlifting background i skipped powerlifting i skipped crossfit i skipped bodybuilding yeah. i just went straight into strongman totally blind didn't know what i was doing and i was super shy and super embarrassed not even about how i looked or my weight i was embarrassed because i'm like i'm surrounded by so many strong people and they're gonna think i'm weak well, so what? That's why I'm here. That's why I want yeah. to start with weightlifting to get stronger. And that's why they're there is to help me. Um, totally. I came last in my very first strongman show. I came dead last. And then yeah. since then I was like, okay, let's make like a small goal to try not to get last in my next one. And then my next one and my next one. And that's how you yeah. build. Yeah. And you're not going to get better unless you have good consistency. You can train really hard in the gym once a week, but if your eating habits aren't good, if you're not stretching, if you're not hydrating or taking care Maybe. of yourself, then yeah, you might do good for a little bit, but I just think the long run, and this is just like my massage professional opinion is like, I, I would want longevity in the sport. So totally, it's not just the gym. Like that's people yeah. are saying 20% gym and then 80% of the rest. Right. Well, that's what, that's, that's when you find out that. who, yeah, well, that's when you find out who this two true strong men are, right? Because strong men is a longevity sport. Like I said, you don't, you, there is no 
traditional way to train. I mean, there's definitely programs and better ways and, you know, elements of powerlifting and bodybuilding that you, you know, put into your programming, but it's definitely not a sport that you walk in tomorrow. And I mean, I, I don't know any athletes that have walked in and then all of a sudden, boom, they're balls like in one day, right? Like it takes time. And um, I think, like you said, like we all feel like that in the beginning. And for me, same thing, my first competition, it was an amateur, but they were doing, I'm not even joking. They were doing, because I looked it up, they were doing pro weight. And like, you crazy, you know? Like I started lifting barbells like, like a year ago, like at 90 pounds. And now you want me to lift 278, you crazy. Um, <laughs> And, and I knew because I was a heavyweight, right? Like that they were going to call on me a lot. So I always worked for my endurance and I agree 1000%. I, I have like, I call it strongman Sundays. I know you do that too, where it's like yep. nothing, but just, you know, training with the implements. And then during the week, it's like my cardio is like walking and biking. And I don't go crazy on that, but like all the things you said of like, you know, do make sure I'm stretching and doing that yoga and the deep tissue and all that could work. But, um, so back to the story of similar experience to you, but it was like the first competition I bowed out and some jerk because he was totally like, he was totally being a troll the whole time. And cause I was in a commercial at the gym, a commercial gym at the time. And then after I decided to join a lifting gym and he, he was like, Oh, so you didn't even place. And I was like, so do you know how long it took me to get to that point to even be like physically prepared to go to emotionally yeah. go to competition? But then my second competition, I was first to the end and then my grip failed. And so then I got third, but I was like, holy shit, I was so close. And that, and it's those moments. And it's like, you don't even like, I say to him, like, I had never pulled a truck before the best time um, out of everyone. And I was like, yeah, son. And I, and it's just, it's like, when the moment comes, it comes and it's amazing. And the adrenaline and being a creative person, artist, like I love the fact that it's always different because I get bored. I'm like you, I get, once I conquer something to the point where it's like, I'm pretty decent at it. Like not elite, I'm like, eh, I've learned. I'm a kid. Where's the cake? Time to celebrate, you know, side out the window. Um, but that's the biggest thing is like, especially being a mom, I was like, why am I trying to be a pro one day? Like, I want to do this as a long-term sport and I'm super in love with it. And I don't think I've ever been in love with anything or made anything that made me as happy as strongman. And so like, I feel like it's definitely for people who are adventurous, who are outgoing and need to explore because it makes you explore parts of your soul. Like, I don't know about you, but I feel like it's so um, reflective, right? The process of it. It is like, it's, it's hard to explain, but just the way the weights make you feel and like, it's just you against you every day. Like it's never going to get easier in the gym. Cause you're just going to keep lifting heavier and heavier. I think that's the best part. And it doesn't get boring, especially a strongman Cause there's so many different events out there that it's always going to be different. Um, it doesn't feel repetitive. Um, and like how I was saying, when I first started, I was like super embarrassed. I wasn't strong and I was super shy and I'm still like a little shy. That's just kind of how I've always been. But then once you get to know me, I'm, I'm weird. <laughs> I'm a total weirdo, but I find everybody that does weightlifting, they're like, everybody's weird in their own way. Yeah. And we know each other for it. <laughs> it's like our own little community that we're, we can be who we want to be in the gym. And everybody's like, okay, yeah, cool. I like you. You see a strong man, you're like, you're weird. I like you. 
let's be yeah. friends, you know, and, um, uh, like I'm obsessed with pink and glitter. And so is she for our viewers who are just listening and watching our video. Like she's got this glittery shirt and she represents uh, Misfit, right? What's the brand girl? Tell me. Yeah, Misfit. Okay. Woo. Yeah. Woo. So you got to get it. I told her I'm ordering one because it's so freaking gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It's all glittery. And um, yeah, man, like. That's what I like about it is that you can totally express yourself as an individual. It's such a welcoming place. And, you know, coming from a place where I was, you know, bullied for my inability to do things physically because of my disabilities, like strong men, like to have people screaming your face with like love and encourage you. Like I, I had, it was hard to compete because I wanted to cry so many times because it was just mind blowing the love from complete strangers. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, oh, you need water? You need some food? <laughs> you want a gummy? You know, like they're just like, do you, need a hug? do you need a hug? And I was like, yes, um, <laughs> it was so beautiful. So all of us kind of come into a different ways, like strongman, like for me, I was doing Highland games and, and I was like, I need more of a challenge. And also there's just not a lot of competitions and out here there's certainly not enough females so just like you i'm working hard to um you know grow the sport for i want you know kids to be competing in it, teen girls and and women of all ages so i really want to put that on the map but what brought you into because i know you're still wrestling right so what brought you into wrestling and strongman and wait till you guys hear about the type of wrestling she did like when she told me about it, I was like oh, teach me Teach me in your ways, master. I'm literally gonna fly out there just so we can like beat each other up a little bit, like totally. in the gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm looking. I'm very <laughs> excited about that date. Um, yeah. So it's moss wrestling that I do. It's nothing like WWE. Not throwing chairs, anything. Like that. I'm <laughs> down to do that. I, really I told her we should that. buy some chairs where we can injure each other, but not injure each other, and make a video. <laughs> Like, totally mad. I, I found a doll for our viewers. I found this doll set for wrestlers from the 90s on, on YouTube before we had this interview. And I was like, on Facebook, and I was like, oh man, I got to get you that. And we should play dolls when we see each other and snap each other with chairs. <laughs> Take Barbies and snap each other, you know? This is what anyway. I'm talking about. This is total weirdness right here. And I'm like fully <laughs> accepting it. <laughs> Bring your weird to me. <laughs> Come, come. <laughs> um, but the moss wrestling, so it's Russian stick wrestling. Uh, it's my gym owner that taught me actually, because he competes in it as well. Super, super new to Canada. Um, but just picture a board between you and your opponent, and you're facing each other. Both feet are on the board. You both have like a stick in your hands, and then it's tug of war. So you're trying to rip the stick out of the other person's hand or you want to pull them over onto your side of the board and it's best out of three. It's super, it's, it's different. I'll tell you that it's different. When I first started doing it, I would get really giggly because I'm not really good with like one-on-one -on -one confrontation. I just get like, <laughs> I don't know. I just laugh because I'm uncomfortable, I guess. So being one-on-one -on -one and like going 10 out of 10 on strengths, I giggled for a bit, but then once I got used to it and I did a comp, now I can like kind of be calm and I got really competitive. So I won North America's a few years ago that was held in Calgary. Again, there wasn't a lot of us, but something under my belt, I guess. And then I went to Russia, I think it was the following year. So that would have been two years ago uh, for Worlds. 
and it is set up like the Olympics out there. It is like they're diehard Moss wrestling fans out there. It's in their school programs and everything, but you get treated like rural gold. Um, so I'm kind of hoping like we can grow that sport a little bit more too, because I think it carries over for your deadlift really well. And plus you. your, your matches can go up to two minutes as well. So it's like really cardio heavy, I find. Like I get exhausted after 30 seconds. Um, well, but I want to make like a huge women's Canadian team and I want to just all go to worlds together. I, I, I think it's really fun. I um, am freaking in man. So like, um, I have a big ass and I use it to my advantage, right? Like I got drunk right. legs. and, um, when I was a kid, like we did the tug of war in school, right? And I'd always go to the back and I'd dig my feet in and I was like, bitch, I'm in the back. You guys, you, <laughs> it could go flying. It would fly in the air. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to win. And that was my ticket to popularity. Um, but anywho, that's kind of what this is. Cause when she first told me you guys, I was like, you beat people with sticks. Like this is so fantastic thick like it's on the outside but um like that's cool and so I'm super excited and I think I agree with you like more women need to do it and I'm super down and uh if you guys want to get information on that like I said you know uh contact Bailey on IG and um she's on Facebook too but uh get in touch with her because like we are we are here guys and we are dedicated that's why we're doing this podcast right like we want to see more um female athletes lift and, and demystify any stereotypes so I'm curious for you like you said you know you travel a lot right so you compete internationally and do you find that like female strength athletes the way they're treated the way they're respected or even female strength athletes and their personality and behavior are similar like what are some common trends you've seen or things that you think um, you know women can do to empower each other or people who are coordinating events or wanting to you know grow the sport for women that they can do that you've seen consistently over the years can help women or for women we're, who are traveling, right? Like advice. We're definitely um, growing on social media, exactly what we're doing right now. I'm seeing way more podcasts, way more interviews, just way more women opening up about their experience with weightlifting and how it's changed their lives in a positive way. Um, and that's all that exactly what you said. That's just what we want to do. We're just sharing our stories. We're just talking. We're just having a girl's night and I think that's the best way to kind of spread around women empowerment um overseas I'd say in Europe it's becoming very popular too for the women in weightlifting um same thing they get treated very very well out there um it's blowing up in the U.S. for sure like USA has always been oh yeah for sporty right so that has been super easy for them but I still think we can get treated and respected a little bit better oh, yeah, to the totally. men are always favorited it seems in sports yeah. yeah um we're making our way up there you know what my favorite thing to do is is I invite my single girlfriends um to my listeners I got two boys and I'm taking I'm sorry I know I know and I'll let you know I'll put you on the wait list um <laughs> so when I'm at the gym I tell my friends because my friends like I'm like, meet me at the gym, girl. You know, we need to love. It's going down. And so I tell them to come down. And I'd be like, I like to play every male stereotype. <laughs> so if we're working out, I'd be like, girl, look good. Nice squat. Nice step. Plus, looking real good. And so we just literally make a game out of it. And then we just spend the whole time laughing and giggling. And then I have to like stop because I'm like, okay, focus. Every yeah. time. <laughs> 
Um, I gotta work I, now. <laughs> I gotta work on it. So I find like, you know, for, for me and a lot of lifters, and I'm sure for you too, is like, it's so de-stressful for like really challenging times. Like, cause you can be angry and angry is health. Anger is healthy. And I feel like as women, we're always taught to be like smiley and happy. And it's like, no. Um, and for so long, the gym culture has been so Instagrammy, right. Of like, you know, girls with the booty bands and lifting with their little dumbbells and ponytails. That's around ponytails. I'm just saying. Um, and so like, you know, lifters in the gym is new. But definitely for sure, if you go to a lifting gym, it's a totally different experience. It's definitely more respectful. I do not recommend training for strongman at commercial gyms. They won't have equipment. And like you can get a little bit far with your foundational training with barbells and dumbbells. But generally speaking, you probably have to deal with like some rude guys. But I think in general, like we said, like having a voice is so important. And, and that's why, uh, you know, I know you do too, is we encourage women lifters to take up space, right? Like show up and show out. And don't let any haters or any negative things stop you because then they win, right? And it's not you a know competition. How many times I've cried at the gym. <laughs> not even because I'm sad, but it's like 10 out of 10 full exhaustion during a lift. I get my left, I put it down, and I just start crying because I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. That's how we celebrate, but nobody yeah. cares. Everybody checks to see if you're okay. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I got one more set left. <laughs> Yeah, Nobody yeah. Cares. It's, it's hard. It's like, especially like, you know, for all the mom lifters like me who there's a documentary on, I don't remember what it's called though. Um, but there's like female lifters who are moms like me who lift with young kids who lift at, late at night and you're tired, man. And it's like pre-workout. And so I recommend to any moms who are listening in, napping during the day, if you can, is your best friend. It does amazing things. I always try to nap before the gym um, and pre-workout. And uh don't eat a big protein meal before you work out. Bad, bad idea. Fast no or do a carb and keto carb or something in your drink. Don't, don't have a no, big meal. No, no, no. But it's, it's hard. I mean, it's hard when you're injured. It's hard when you're tired. And it's hard when you're the only female lifter. Like going to a lifting gym at night and 24-hour gym. And I'm the only female lifter there. And I'm the only female training athlete. Like you have to, like with strong men, it, your why has to be. So we're talking about New Year's resolutions, right? Your why. I want to know what your why is because it has to be bigger than just feelings because sometimes you don't feel like it or you're, you're injured or you've experienced loss. or just like, you just had a really shitty day and everything in your mind is telling you just stay home and not go. So I'm curious, like, how have you overcome those obstacles and struggles for so long? Cause like, you're right. Consistency just keeps showing up. How have you done that? I guess the first year or two, it was easy to show up all the time because I'm like, yeah, I'm getting strong. I feel good. I like this. And then yeah. even after you go pro and you've done a bunch of shows, like doesn't even matter if you're pro or not. It's just like you've done this already and you know you need to do another show, but you're tired and it's heavy. Sometimes you can skip a day. You need to listen to your body. Oh, yeah. Sometimes enough is enough. Okay. Yeah. But then other days you need to remember, it's like, if you skip this workout, you're going to feel like shit tomorrow yeah. and the next day, and you're going to regret it. You don't even have to do exactly what's on your program. And I'm not telling you to not follow your program. I'm just saying show up. So sometimes mm -hmm. I'll show up. I, yeah. if I, if I think I'm going to squat today and it feels like I'm going to blow my back out. Okay. Maybe I won't do squats. Maybe I'll do my core workout. Maybe I'll go sit on the bike. 
Maybe I'll do some sled pushes instead, like anything, right? But as long as I show up. And I'd say like 90% of my friends are at the gym. So why wouldn't I go to the gym just to hang out anyways? Yeah. And then if I see them working out and they're sweating their, I was going to say sweating their balls off. I guess some of them are men. <laughs> Women have balls <laughs> on the inside. I always say that. Ovaries. <laughs> but yeah, if you see them working hard, then maybe you might change your mind or maybe you want to hop in on their program that day. I just yeah. think as long as you show up, it's hard. And again, some, yeah, sometimes just go home, take a bath or just rest is good. But if you show up, then you'll, you'll feel 10 times better already. Even if like, I agree 1000% with you. Cause like there's times where like I sprained my back and I was like, cause I was a new lifter. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have the help. So like I said, uh, check out our website, you guys. We're going to be launching a merch store in a couple months, and we're going to have books by a lot of our strength athletes, uh, coaching training programs. We're going to actually, Bailey's going to be teaching a virtual strength program with me, and we're going to cover topics like, you know, massage, and injury prevention, and dance, and flexibility, and all these different things that we do that, you know, has given us strength and endurance in the sport. So I highly recommend registering for that because it'll save you a lot of time and trouble and and honestly I'll, uh, a lot of expert advice in the beginning will save you a lot of trouble and will set you up the right way so then all you have to focus on is getting in the gym getting it done so mm -hmm. it's like you said crossover is crossover right I mean it isn't crossfit but there is a lot of crossover so as long as you're doing like a similar movement maybe it's with bands you know maybe you're just mm -hmm. you know meditating and you're flexible you're in a positive environment right and you're showing up and that tells the universe that you're here to stay. And so I feel like no matter what, as long as you show up, even if you did 20%, you still did something. But like you said, self-care is important. And sometimes, you know, you need to do that massage. Sometimes you need to have a warm bath and, and listen to your body and respecting yourself because strong man is not abusing yourself into strength. That doesn't help you, you know, over taking protein shakes or supplements. That doesn't get you anywhere in the long term, like you said. So it's just that fine balance and I think um, I think for anybody who wants to be in it for a really long time, then yeah, like it, as, long life, as, you stay, as long as you stay consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Inside and like, outside of the gym. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying like, if you're sick, right? Like if you're super sick and, and you're supposed to be your strong man endurance day, it's like, don't go to the gym and then start running on the treadmill. Rest is just as important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. You can totally overtrain too. Oh yeah. Like for me, five, six days, I would never be able to train six days a week. Sometimes I can get away with five, but then I feel like trash. Yeah. It's I like feel just a little bit too much. I honestly have experimented like crazy. And I feel like the magic number for my body is four. Yeah. And, um, the other days are active rest days. So it's like stretching and moving and walking. That's still exercise. Yeah. Like you're still building and maintaining and muscle mass. For you mentally too. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm trapped in my house because the gyms aren't open. So I'm working from home and then I'm training at home. I am so excited to take the dog for a walk just to leave the freaking house and it's starting to get cold out. It's still only minus 10. That's actually like really nice for January in Alberta, but Oh, it just feels so good to get fresh air and to look at something other than walls. It's super, feel super easy for you. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm trying to say, just for the mental health alone, right? Like, it's just good to get out. So, I mean, I think you already covered it, but is there anything now that you would do differently entering the sports um, 
with all the knowledge you have that like, you know, maybe some things you did in your programming or nutrition that you would for sure not do? Nothing that I would not do. Um, or would I you? guess just, I don't know, be more consistent again with more of the core workouts. Don't rush, don't rush to get so strong so fast. Like it's nice winning trophies and it's nice winning competitions and podiuming and blah, 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 blah. Those aren't going anywhere. Those are always going to be here, but your body, like, you're going to be stuck in this body for the rest of your life. So you should take care of it. And I've learned the hard way too. I've hurt myself twice, nothing serious, but I was out for two weeks per injury and that sucks so bad. Those are like the worst. Times oh, not being able to do like my active daily living, like bending over to wash my hands in the sink hurt. Oh yeah. Yeah. So totally not going to take that for granted again. Um, and I just wish that I started sooner. Like I'm lucky enough that I started when I'm 19. Cause that's, I think that's super young, um, compared to yeah. everybody else that I've seen. Um, but yeah, if we can get more weightlifting in high schools or even in junior high, I, I a hundred percent would have started way earlier in this. Well, I'm applying with my passion. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm applying for grants to get this out to um, for boot camps for adult women, but also for teen girls, because I feel like, you know, when I was a kid, I mean, it's different times, right? But when I was a kid, um, there wasn't much choice for sports. And I, like I played goalie and defense, played badminton. Um, I did cheerleading, but I was always the lifter because I wasn't, you know, tiny to be thrown. Um, but I wanted to do things like rugby and football, but the schools I went to didn't have it. And it was once again, still that old school rural Manitoba thinking of like, you know, uh, that's for the boys. And uh, I mean, I'm sure there was communities and schools that had it, but the ones I went to, um, no comprendo. So I think that my self-esteem, like I started lifting weights when I was 13, but like, it was more of, like I said, for the cosmetic bodybuilding look, and it wasn't really good for my self-esteem. It just kind of made my eating disorder worse. So I, I think that like women need to do it for themselves. And it's not about how big or small you get in terms of weight, but even muscle mass or about when it's just about doing it for you and taking mm -hmm. command over your life and empowering yourself. Because once you can take like it, the structure required to train for strongman changes your whole life personally and professionally and you know this like it's created like a, a a domino effect of success in my life so I'm really curious for you like how it's affected you on that professional level and it was like you said friends outside of the gym and family like how has it transformed your life uh I'm still trying to find a balance with my family um I definitely chose the gym over them quite a few times <laughs> and I regretted that <laughs> Um, but that's just what I needed at the same time to stay like mentally sane because I had screaming and, and I still have anxiety, but it used to be really, really bad. And I, I had to go to the gym. I had to go do some type of activity. Even sometimes I'd go play squash with my parents, then that would be enough. But because I was so into strongman at that time and I still am but just I had to go to the gym and that was it sorry I can't spend time with you um so now I'm trying to get a balance and I'm making making my schedule fit for everything because I know I still need to train and work out but mm -hmm. family is more important to me even though yeah. some days 
you know, like it's life happens, right? Like it's all different, mm -hmm. but, um, what was the question? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, so to add a couple things to what you said, um, for sure, I think, you know, as a mom, for me, with young kids, it's really hard because you, just general as a mom, you always feel like you're not doing enough or you're always letting someone down. And so mm -hmm. my biggest New Year's resolution for this year is like letting go of perfectionism and giving myself grace and compassion that I would if, you know, I was speaking to my kids and they were having a rough day and understand that, you know, like you said, my kids do come first and because it was hard like there'd be comp like especially in highland games kind of what drew me a strong man is like um the timing of the games was all over the place it was like weather permitting there's just things it was just hard it was just it was a lot difficult a lot more difficult to commit to the com competition not the training but the competition part was really hard mm -hmm. and i was like okay well you know what i need i need consistency and like with strong man for the most part like even locally it's like okay the competition three months away and i can kind of cater my schedule and figure that out but like you said, your family, especially the blog on that Tommy, your family can come and go at any time. At the end of the day, like I don't set my worth as a person based on how many, um, you know, trophies I have, right? It's about, to me, it's about significance and what I've accomplished personally over the long yeah. run. The type of person I am and the people that I have in my life that I love, those, those mean the most to me. And I'm not willing to sacrifice my relationship with my kids and my husband or, um, my business and just other things just so that I can be the top 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 like if that means that I never become the top 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 like Eddie Hall and I have all those other things in place yeah that matters more to me and it's not letting go of my potential it's just it's values right and everyone has different values but I know for sure for me that I had especially in dance I ran like because I had anxiety too um and depression and a lot of that was you know related to my childhood and and my disabilities and struggles with that and I would run, you know, so I think sometimes athletes, male or female, you know, bodybuilding or whatever, like they run from the problems into the sport or the training. And it's not a bad thing, but it can be when it's to the point where it's like, you end up regretting, like what you mentioned, like the time you spent and realize, you know, maybe wasn't worth it in certain ways. So I feel like that's, that's a balance for sure. I'm trying to do too. And I highly recommend that to women, like, just do it like it at the end of the day good is going to come out of it but like don't find your worth from sports because it's it's part of it but like no matter what happens in strength sports you are still an amazing badass powerful woman I feel like women need to hear that you know when I was still in my amateur seasons um I was way more competitive um and I've always been competitive my whole family is that's just how we were raised um, but since I've gone pro, I've definitely taken a step back and it's like, Hey, I'm not too, I'm not focusing if I'm winning or losing what she's doing, what she's lifting, I'm going to focus on me. So I want to hit this. I want to do that. I want to do more of this, less of that, blah, blah, blah. And really sort of focusing on myself. And because all my shows are mostly international now either one or both of my parents always come. And I think that's my favorite part because they, they're both so supportive and they just love watching and cheering for me. So being able to go to Norway with my mom, I like moms, my mom's like my best friend. So her coming and supporting me all the time, I just love it. And then dad's gone to Poland and Russia with me. And I, same thing, it's always like so nice having him there. Um, so that's, the part where I've started to find a balance between strongman and family is they 
want you to succeed and they want you to do good. But at the same time, I get like a little bit of vacation of one-on-one -on -one with them. And I think that's more than enough for the both of us because there's not a lot of times that we just get to spend just us two together because there's five of us total in my family. Um, it's too bad that both of them couldn't come at the same time because there's three of us kids and we're all active. Um, so that was kind of tough at the beginning to do that. But now I, it's just my favorite. They just love coming. And even though it's like if I am spending time with them and I technically can't go to the gym, I'd rather spend time with them, even if I just went for a walk with my mom or went and played squash with my dad or just worked out in the basement quickly. That's just spending time with them. And that's what I'm really enjoying right now. So hopefully COVID can be over soon so I can start doing that again. <laughs> yeah, you're really, you're, you're really blessed. Like, you know, I don't have that. And um, my family is far. So uh, I wish I had them in the crowd. But I know they're supporting me, right? Like they know when a competition's coming up. And um, like, I feel like Strongman also, when you start getting into Strongman or Power to Highland Games, it's just everyone around you becomes healthier because of it whether they start, you know, going to the gym or whatever, but I just feel like it totally has this power effect on everyone around you. And the best part of creating my home gym, um, well, it's funny because I just, it's a basement and there's no walls. So I just put up a curtain. Now this side of the curtain in the gym is basically a living room, a second living room. So it takes so much motivation, like, because, you know, I just like, oh, couch. Um, and so uh, the nice thing about it though, that I didn't have, because it's about going back to the topic of balance, is when I was going to lifting gym last year before I got pregnant because I have a four month old, um, I had to leave the gym and it was hard. I mean, I started to leave the house, go to the gym. And sometimes my baby or my son would be freaking out. And I felt horrible. Cause I'm like, you oh, know, your husband takes a kid. Um, like, I mean, he loves watching him, but he works all day. He's tired too. And it's like, I felt so selfish, but now that I have a home gym, my son just goes in there. And tonight I taught him an overhead press and it is, I can't tell you how amazing it was to see him do an overhead press, like, and that he's not afraid, you know, like he's just doing it. And that now we can share the, for that. <laughs> oh my God. I can't even, I can't even, I can't even explain it to you. Like I'm, I've never been so motivated. Like I, okay. I'm horrible with measurements cause I have dyscalculus. So like I math and me aren't friends. So I just eyeball it. So, so whenever I make something, it's always like a little bit crooked, right? <laughs> a little bit broken, but that's okay. It works. Um, <laughs> uh, don't trust me with the saw. So that's one thing I won't go near. I know, I know better. Um, but anyways, I'm so excited to build all this like mini strongman equipment for him. And I can't wait to like do the first kid strongman comp out here. I'm so excited for that. And mm -hmm. it's cool because, because I'm teaching him, I'm learning how, you know, how to teach kids basically strength and how it works with their bodies and how they learn it which is really cool learning experience for me and it's making me so much more aware of my own form and how how i'm training it's just it's really cool like i literally like he's bench pressing and then like he's like yelling at me he's like pointing at the bench and he's like go <laughs> he's like you your turn and i'm like i don't want any. my back hurts he's like mom <laughs> and I'm like okay and I couldn't get up off the bench I was like ow ooh, ee, ah. um, and then he went again and uh, he's just like lifting up heavy weights and grabbing things I'm like whoa 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 slow down grasshopper um, but yeah it's so beautiful so oh and yeah if you don't know Bailey girl she in love she got engaged hey so you know, there might be baby down the path sometime you'd be a great mom I feel like strength athletes would be, they're all great you'd be such a great mom I, I legit can't wait 
to start teaching kids to just do strongman and weightlifting. If they don't want to do it, fine. But you, they got to find some sport. In my opinion, that's how I'm, I'm planning on raising. Oh, yeah. like, totally. But. Like, I'm so glad I have two boys. And, like, my son is, like, such a man's man. Like, we love to wrestle. And he's got crazy good aim because his dad is, like, a sports player. He doesn't do strength stuff, like team sports. But he's, like, a champion. He's got trophies at the yin yang. And he was just, he was, like, played goalie and, and, and softball mm-hmm. uh, and ball hockey, like, all kinds of stuff. I'm horrible with the terms because I don't play those sports. Um, but, um, so he's just like a natural athlete and I'm so pumped about it because the baby I just had is just a beefcake. So I'm hoping he's going to be the lister, like beefcake. Like he's got, like, he's got defined last abs and bags back, but he's got like a toad belly. So it makes me laugh because whenever he laughs, he's got like, so abs like <laughs> yeah, he's like a little mini Eddie Hall. I'm like, you're so cute. Daddy. I want it. I literally, when I see him, I smack his belly. Like, I'm like, oh, you love me so much. Tap, 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 tap. So and he my laughs. mom's a twin and I'm the only girl on the, on the, that side of the family. So I'm like really, really hoping that I have ginger twins. Oh, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. I, oh, I hope you have two ginger boys. That'd be awesome. That's what my so- fiance wants is two ginger oh. boys. Oh, stay tuned, man. I'm, I'm hoping right? you. Oh my God, we can make our kids 2040, more watch out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's so cool. And so my son, I'm like, man, no matter what, like he, he's like, I never even taught him how to play hockey or baseball. And he, he can beat the shit on me. Like he'll throw a ball and hit me in the face and he shoots into the net, like no problem. <laughs> and he was like playing with the neighbor kids and he kept beating him. And the kids kept like falling to the ground crying. And he would walk up to them, pick them up and hand them the ball. And I'm like, it must be hard being that fabulous. It must be hard to be friends, you know? <laughs> it's just so good. So I'm super excited because my family, like, they were just into, like, you know, biking and walking, but they were never into hardcore sports at all. So I didn't have that influence. And so I always made it a goal of mine from the time my son was born to save money, to save money for recreation. So whatever he chose, whether it was dads, whether it was hockey, whatever, that yeah. I'd have that money there. Because I think that, like, team sports or even individual sports people think individual sports like strongman are selfish and it's not it at the end of the day it teaches you self-discipline and how to be a good person like it's a good balance between like training with all your friends at the gym for the same competition so you're doing the same implements it's almost like team training but then when when it's comp day then then it's individual that's that's just I think that's what I love about it is you're not depending on anybody else except yourself totally but you have people to train the exact same things with. Well, it's the same thing with like um, when I had my when I had my burlesque dance crew and I was doing all those shows. It's like it's really and I would say to girls, it's really everyone thinks they're hot shit when they're in a dance crew because you can hide, right? You can hide behind the dancers, especially if there's more than twenty. But when it's just you doing a solo show and it's really intimate and you're on stage and there's like people two feet away going, yeah, you know, and a non-nude burlesque, okay, people stop judging me. Uh, <laughs> anywho, you have to be really confident in yourself and that's when the that's when the chips fall, you know? I mean, you'd have girls backstage having panic attacks. I'm like, you've done this a thousand times in rehearsals because it's shit just got real. It's like a competition, shit uh-huh. just got real. So it's, I think for me, what made me be able to adapt to that probably was the fact that I'm a performer and I'm used to having to be like on stage kind of awkwardly in front of new people, like, hey, chicken by boobies, my pute, hey. 
Oh my god. <laughs> it's so funny because I'm I'm shy too. Like that's what I'm trying to say. People think I'm super extroverted and like doing my YouTube tutorials, it took me years to have the confidence to do that. And strong men made me do that because I was like and burlesque. I'm like, well, it's already out there. Mm. I mean, let me tell you some of these girls, if you've never done Highland Games and you've got a squat and a kilt, like to pick up a caber, you people see booty for days. You know what I mean? Like you got Oh, I perfectly up. wore bright green shorts under my kilt. Just yeah. so I can be like, yoo-hoo. Oh my God, whatever I think of you, I'm going to do that now. Call you like, Leave you a voicemail like that. Um, but it's so funny because um, I, <laughs> I did my first island competition and I just wore pink and I wore like I made my kilt and I used like pink glitter as a cute nice. it around my kilt like my clan because I couldn't find it anywhere and plus I have really wide hips and like I said drumstick legs so I couldn't find one that fit me proper so I took like a schoolgirl skirt it's like a skater score thing and then I took a black sharpie for fabric and you know do the lines it took me like I swear like 30 hours because I had to oh, do it really God. slowly because it was permanent right so if I like it's neon pink you'd see it and then I put with a q-tip glitter and then yeah the, the booty shorts were pink and I wasn't even ashamed and I remember like one of the old guys like ah, I think you need to face the other way when you're lifting the caber like away from the audience because then we have so much booty and I'm like you're welcome you know <laughs> let it rain let it flash you know, I accept tips and donations. Just kidding. I need money for supplements. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, you can be that person and it's such a welcoming environment. And I like oh, yeah. how it's not, like it's monitored, but it's not super strict. Like there's rules, but it's not super strict because I, it's just fun. Like, I don't think there's a sport that's funner than strongman. I agree. And I try to like color coordinate my outfits on comp day too. Like I like, I'd say like, if I'm not going to win the competition, I at least want to win best dressed. So I don't put on like a ton of makeup or anything, but I'll wear like colorful pants or I'll like braid my hair. I'll wear it right on top of my head just to, to like, you know, get some people looking at me. And then, yeah, usually, usually I get compliments on my outfit. Um, so last year there was a comp and I wore a bucket hat and it was like, not tie dye, but really colorful. And then I wore a matching lifting belt and matching pants. I got lots of pictures taken that day. It looks pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Um, if you guys haven't seen a photo of Bailey yet, like I told her the first time I interviewed her, I was like, yo, you look like Adam Green Gables if she can whoop some ass. Yeah. He's brave. Because I was like, what do you remind me of? Um, but that no, she does, though. Don't mess around. Don't, don't Listen, you need to be afraid of us gingers, okay? Um, we fight hair. We're feisty, man. We got red hair for a reason. We had anger problems. Like, I, like, you know, don't mess around. If I don't hear you, I'm like, what? What'd you say? What'd you say? Well, I want to go right now. Come on, let's go right now, right now. Just like, um, people, you know, you're pregnant, right? <laughs> you know, like, uh, you just had a C-section. I'm like, and I have a foot. I will smack you with my foot. I will miss you. <laughs> don't talk back. Um, so speaking of uh, injuries or limited mobility, uh, for people who are just listening in or um, are new to the sport, Bailey has a massage company. She's a massage therapist and she works specifically with strongman athletes. And that is extremely unique and very important 
because it's important for people working on your muscles to understand um, and the kind of movements that you do and the muscles that you're working so that they do like your, your deep shoe work and your massage therapy plan properly um, so that you can be effective and be in the gym as much as you want to take active rest days. So I am curious, like how you use your massage therapy to aid you in your training, um, you know, to prevent injury as well as to help um, recover faster after competitions and such when you're working with athletes. So I usually recommend if you're in season and you have a competition coming up, if you can, I would come every other week for a massage. Um, it depends how your body's feeling, but usually you should feel beat up right before a competition. It's starting to get heavy. And um, so I would usually split it up. Like usually we would do an hour, maybe 90 minutes for most people too, because most people want full body because they're just racked head to toe. Like they, they soar. Um, but if we're only doing 15 minutes, we could probably split you in half and either do upper limb or bottom. Um, I do a lot of trigger point adhesive work, very specific. Uh, usually we got a lot of knots with the type of weightlifting that we do. And then just very hypertonic tight muscles. So yeah. I can't just like treat everything and go over fast. That's yeah. not going to be effective at all. You might yeah. as well just sit at home in the bath with heat. I, and you would just, like get the same effects. So I like to be mm -hmm. very slow, very meticulous. And yep. yeah, I just basically treat one muscle at a time and just like make it relax and be like, okay, hey, yo, like calm down. You're not injured. You're just being <laughs> a badass bitch in the gym. It's okay. Go back to your normal, normal life. Um, if you're off season, then you should be able to get away with like every six weeks for a massage but as yeah. long as you're doing your home care so that inv involves stretching and or yoga um, I like to roll my back out with a lacrosse ball around my shoulders and then if you do some foam rolling and um, myofascial stuff uh, you'll you'll survive quite a long time I think in this sport um, but it's it, again, it's just as important as putting 100% effort into the gym as it would would be with your home care. Um, I stretch, I stretch probably six days a week, and I'm rolling my back out with a lacrosse ball literally every single day. And because I do massage, and then with strongman, because there is so much grip stuff, I'm constantly rolling out my hands and my forearms because they're starting to get a little bit sore doing back and forth. But now that I own my own company, um, I can split up my days a little bit better and I have longer breaks. And between clients, I'll do my own home care stuff and do my stretching. So sometimes yeah. I stretch up to three times a day. I just have to. Um, so yeah. if I'm doing that and I have time, then for you oh, yeah. athlete, then absolutely 100% have to, for sure. Totally. And then along with Chiron Physio, they just all go hand in hand. Yeah, I think as long as you're doing one out of the three or even two out of the three, then you'll be golden. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I like to bring up my experience as a person with disabilities because I have like I was born with scoliosis and patella syndrome. And so my hips are out. And so it's like a 10 pound difference on each leg. And it made my like legs really crooked. Um, and uh, I used to have to wear like leg braces all the time, like super orthotics and like a lot of what I do is just like prevention. And so I don't skip any of those three things. Like you mentioned, because if I do, then I can't, I can't walk. 
Like I yeah. become a senior citizen and things like uh, doing dishes and just regular mobility stuff like, you know, just getting in and out of bathtub can be really difficult for me. And people would always ask me, well, how are you a dance teacher? How are you doing strongman? How are you doing this? Like they almost don't believe it's real or that I'm credible. And it really is a simple solution and it's just sticking to it. And I say, you have to stretch. You have to understand what PNF stretches are, when to push it, when to let go, how often, which muscles to work. Like you said, warm baths, cannot underestimate that. Stretching, making sure you're getting proper sleep, right? And, and good sleeping positions, all that. Um, and, and a massage therapist. And it, like you said, those rollers, that's huge. Like you just have yeah. to break these tight muscles and like, what I, I know for my own body is like, if things that are tight are supposed to be loose, vice versa, you're going to have a problem. And so it's that balance, right? And it's the, the, the reason why, and I'm sure you can test this, a strongman, why the muscles get, I would say, even more tighter than if you're doing powerlifting is because of the bracing. There's jerking, but there's a lot more bracing, right? And I feel like with the Highland Games, it's jerky movements. It was really tough on my knees and my shoulders because it's not a lot of weight, but it's just these rapid movements. It's yeah. high speed. And if you're doing them at the wrong angle, it's like an inch off, you throw out your shoulder. I mean, I've, I've literally dislocated my shoulder as a dancer from like throwing my arm out too hard in ballroom dance. Like it's possible. So it's like with, with a uh, strong man, you're bracing, you're tightening, you're tightening, you're tightening. So you, you have, you have to make mold yourself into jello, right. And push on. So question two things. So based on how much someone's competing, would you say to increase the massage therapy and like for people to know when to back off or to kind of set a budget or a plan for that, as well as for moms who are, or women who've had kids, um, it's definitely for C-section for sure and, and pelvic floor who are joining the sport, would you say in the beginning, regardless of how much of the training that they should probably, even if there's no injury or paralysis in the pelvic floor, do you feel as a massage therapist that moms generally they're new lifters and just recently have kids need more massage therapy and if so what type of you know training plan would you do with them or not training mm. sorry massage therapy with moms so if they don't have any weightlifting background until after they gave birth um I wouldn't say they would need it more than less than anyone else um but just again more pelvic floor core work depending like every woman's different but it's more likely to pee during lifting after you have a baby. Um, but that's just the natural, like how the muscles are going to sit. Um, and you can fix it or you can leave it. It's up to you, but sometimes it's irreversible. Um, oh, but yeah. as far as massage goes, again, it's up to you. I love doing pregnancy massages, prenatal and postnatal. Um, it's up to the mom. I don't think there's some anything really specific. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying because a lot of women, and I agree with you, and I'm just saying a lot of women are afraid of injury. They're yeah. afraid. They're afraid to lift weights, especially so if, if that's, the, if that's the main concern that you're afraid yeah. that you're going to get injured, then you might as well come in for massage because if that's what's going to make you more comfortable to go back into the gym and start lifting then let's do it. It's not going to be a waste of money. I'm obviously still going to help you through everything and mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be beneficial regardless, but then that way I can give my professional opinion and give you more of a time frame. So you don't have to come once a week. If I think you only have to come once a month, then 
that's good for you. You can save money. And then plus the long run, I don't want to see you every week. Like as much as I love you as a mm -hmm. person and I want to see you, you shouldn't be coming once a week. Maybe if it was like a fresh injury and it was like a motor vehicle accident, but if you're just coming for maintenance and repair, if you're coming once a week, I, I don't think I'm doing my job very well. In my opinion, that's, that's mm -hmm. just me. Yeah. No, I I'm really, like you, I would like you to do your home care because I want you to take care of you. I can't take care of you for the rest of my life because I got to take care of myself too. I have to get massages as well. So yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. Don't use it as like, uh, okay, so I had this when I was personal training back in the day, I had this like client and I always attracted a lot of older women because they had a lot of injuries and my dance background, my yoga background, just teaching all the different things that I do. I, I'm really good at customizing a program on someone, especially people who, you know, working with people with disabilities and people who have really unique needs. Um, and a lot of times women come to me and they, you know, they want the magic pill, right? And so for me, I've never been a fan of boot camps. I've never been a fan of anything that pushes your body into jerky, weird movements without really getting to know your body, without learning the technique, without slowly moving into it and, and, and make sure you're matching that same level, like you said, intensity in the gym as you are with your self-care. And a lot of women want to skip that. And so I'd have, you know, I'd have this one client who like, time after time she's like you know I'm so stiff today I can't and she gets so frustrated in the gym with me and she'd get so mad and I'd be like honestly all you have to do like I said the night before even if you got 20 minutes to squish it in there like I was when I was teaching full-time and I was on the road all the time with dance I would be teaching kids in schools and daycares and I'd be going from one place out of drenched in sweat my body's I mean I'm jumping when you're teaching young kids it's a lot of rebound which is a lot of it's hard your knees and I'm tall I'm not super tiny and every I would nap and shower religiously hot showers warm water is amazing for therapy but also just the stretching in between I never skipped that and I, like I, people are like how do you do that how do you do it I'm like that is how so I would say like like you said if you're worried just just do it like you know what I mean and sometimes you have to push into the pain sometimes like that's I mean it hurts you take that or not, right? You saw it there for hurt. So I feel like there's like healthy, healthy pain, right? Healthy hurt. Um, and it's better to do that than to just uh, go hard in the gym and neglect that. So yeah, I was just curious what your thoughts on that. Because like I said, not many massage therapists know what strong man is. Never mind have worked with strong man athletes. So like I said, uh, it's hard in work working on you girls and guys. It's All a the tough job, man, man, but I love it. I love it. You should do like grip sport tra uh, training. You just like win from all your massage work and strongman. I you did one grip sport competition. I've done one, but something you should look at. Hmm? I said something you should look into. I'm sure you'd win. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I don't you know. I did one. I did one grip sport grip sport competition and. Nah, strongman. Strongman moss wrestling are my thing. I might do it once again, but not my jam. Uh, you make me want to like come out there. I just like wish you lived close by because I'd be like, you'd be my massage therapist and gym homie and yeah. Barbie smashing chair homie. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
I really want to do that. I'm going to buy the damn set and I'm going to hold on to it. If it's like a year before I see you, I'm freaking, I'm going down, man. Listen, oh you God. guys need to buy me a coffee on the website. Check it out. It's called buy, it's buy me coffee. Click the little button and I won't buy a coffee and I'll save up my little pennies until I have enough money to fly out and they'll make a video of us, you know, beating each other up with Barbies. It'll be great. And then maybe actual beat each other up. I want to tug of war you with that, that stick though. For That's real. Happening. Yeah, it's happening. That's oh, happening. So how I fell in love with Bailey is um, Instagram. She showed up on my feed and it was a picture of her throwing a fish. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Cause that time <laughs> I was like researching like lumberjack sports. Cause I was like, there's similar things, right? And I was like, ooh, throwing things, smashing things, crunching things, just basically manhandling the shit out of things. And I was like, yeah, I want to do that to you. And I was like, an ax, you? Everyone's gonna die. You're not allowed to throw axes. You know? yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing my brother said when he when I when I joined Strongman. He's like, Stephanie, you're gonna hurt yourself. I was like, Shh, no, maybe yet, but I won't die. <laughs> I had a point. It's gone. Um, <laughs> I forgot already. It's gone. See, this is what happens when your mom who has a podcast with a four month old baby. People. Um, so. When it comes to massage therapy, if someone's injured, what, what do you usually say to them? Like, how do you usually deal with athletes when they're injured in the gym and, you know, they want to jump back right into it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you show my passion standing at the gym door. You can't come in. Oh, my God. I like, I love treating athletes, but if anybody knows better than me, like, we are stubborn. Like oh, if yeah. we don't get our way and you won't let us do what we want to do. Oh my God. We're so bad to deal with, but I don't know. I'm lucky that I chose this profession because when I do get injured, I take it super seriously and I'm totally like two weeks off. If that's how long it takes, just like really light body weight movements. And the other people are like, eh, I'll do some Advil. I'll try tomorrow. No. <laughs> Please rest, please, for the love of God, come for a massage, get Cairo. Um, hey. Once it's diagnosed, then we'll go farther from there. But, oh my God, just please rest. Like, this is a sign that you need a few days off. You need yeah. to just relax. Your body cannot handle this. Sometimes it's a total fluke if it's just like poor posture, poor form. But yeah. even that, like, hey, tone it back you're not ready for this weight, go back and start working on technique again. That's why I got to tell myself all the time, even though I'm a pro, I'm still learning and I still got to set myself back. Sometimes my head gets too big still sometimes, but that's all of us. I think, right. We always want to so story the time. Like one time, one time band camp, um, I freaking sprained <laughs> Sorry, goodness. Um, I sprained my back doing trap bar deadlift and I wasn't doing more than I usually do. And it was just like, I wasn't feeling good. I think I was sick. And I was just like, stood up Stephanie, you know, go to the gym. I was like abusing myself. And I lifted it and I threw my back out and I kept working out. I also did this to myself for another hour and a half after that. When I dropped a freaking hundred pound barbell, an overhead press, and it wasn't like, a log or something that you can manage and throw efficiently and I threw it on my shin I like dented my shin and I was like I'm gonna finish my workout like I don't know I'm such, I'm such an idiot like I don't know why I did that and then I couldn't work out for like three weeks after and like I was literally like disabling myself I was like 
hobbling to the physiotherapist like six o'clock in the morning the waiting room full like crawling in and out of the chair on the floor and then I couldn't take care of my kids like that's what I'm trying to say is like whether or not you have kids but especially if you have kids don't take the risk like you said at the end of the day it's not it's, you just you know you just send yourself back especially before a competition right like no one ever told me not to push past like 90 percent and um I posted on like one of the strongman groups I'm in and I was like um so what are you supposed to do before you have a competition like how hard do you, did you go and when I told people what I was doing they're like what are you doing especially if you're injured and I was like but I want to win and I was I was stupid and I didn't listen and I ended up injuring myself like a, like a week and a half before competition and then I was just screwed yep so like yeah just like you said your body isn't playing a, a joke on you it's if it's telling you to slow down, like slow down. Don't 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 do what I did. That's not a good idea. I did that right before the pro Arnold last March. Um and I was just so focused. I did not want to zero the deadlift. It was a five hundred pound deadlift. And I was like, okay, no, like I need to get one rep. Or no, it was five twenty five. So I hit five hundred. I was like, okay, I'm getting close, I'm getting close. And then I think it was the next week or the week after that, I was just warming up. I didn't even hit like, I wasn't even heavy yet. And then I was on my back seized and I uh, sprained my joint capsule two weeks out before pro Arnold, like my first Arnold debut. And then I just screwed myself for the whole competition. I didn't do that good. I was able to do like one event and then everything else hurt. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Nothing, especially if you're training for a competition, there is nothing worse than knowing you could have won. And I mean, losing to anxiety and fear is, 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 is like forgivable. You can forgive yourself from that because you're being human. But when you literally lose and you, you were way stronger than other athletes, it's, and I know it's not about competing against them, but it's like literally, you're so mad at yourself. You're like, all I had to do was take a nap and not go to the gym for three days, right? And so like, once again, for me, not worth it. Um, and also, I feel like, uh, like I definitely, because I came from, you know, group fitness background and dances, and that's like high reps, and that's endurance and long, you know, that's why three-hour gym training sessions are like nothing for me um, from that background. But it's like, you can apply those same principles to heavy strength training. It's two different things. And you need like two to three days for your muscle tissue to uh, recover. Sorry, I couldn't, apparently I can't say muscle tissue. Oh, yeah, I said muscle there you go because <laughs> um, like when I was bodybuilding right like I'd be in the gym like twice a day three hour sessions each no not with strongmen like you need to have those those rest days sometimes not even active rest like you need to just lie on a couch not try to avoid that but sometimes you need to lie on a couch like sit in a hot bath and, and sit there so um but on the topic of fears how do you overcome your fears and things that tell you success isn't a possibility because we all have a hater in our head who's like so Bailey you think you can throw fish huh it's slippery what makes you can throw it far you guys I'm sorry to bring up this fish I'm gonna post this picture so you can see how many people have thrown fish in their life I mean, come on that's a bad ass oh look fish in the sea huh I'm gonna catch you because I want to throw you 20 feet right yeah the totally <laughs> Alaska tradition that they had out there biggest salmon ever that was actually really tough to throw that's a hard event anyways fierce how fish yeah um fears oh my gosh um I don't even know how to answer that overcoming your fears 
I mean, there's just moments where, like I said, for example, like with my scoliosis and injury when I was training, I was like, man, what if I pull this like truck and permanently like disable my own back, right? So just even simple things like that. Like when you're lifting new element, like a log, it's it's like triple action movements, right? It's 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 a little scary. Yeah. You know, because some some of the movements are a little weird feeling. You know, like a car deadlift because it's it's behind you, the way it's behind you. So it's it's very different feeling than a regular any other type of deadlift. She has nothing to say because she's so badass, you guys. She's an impenetrable. She has no um, fear. Moth I am indestructible. Immortal Jinjay. I want to make a cartoon character, you know. Um, well, you know what? Honestly, I am blown away by all you've accomplished. And I think you're such a humble, kind, nice, loving person. She's extremely knowledgeable. She's just so humble, you guys. And I feel like, mm-hmm. what is the gym you train out of again, girl? Where are you at? Strength Edge in Calgary, Alberta. All right. So you guys, like, if you want to connect with her, like set an IG or you happen to be in the area, like she's more than willing to help. And we are here, like I said, to grow the sport. So come, come to the gym whenever it reopens. Yep. Um, if you are in the Calgary area, once the gyms open up again, we like to host a, it's called women of steel. Um, so one Saturday night per month, we just have like the gym to ourselves for three hours and we just train. And we'll do like powerlifting, Olympic lifting, strongman. It's like all levels. And oh. yeah, just reserved for the girls. There's like some men that are there to coach, but it's like 90, 96% of girls for sure. There's like That's a dude over accurate there. Percentage. You're making me think of pictures in my head. Like when you talk like um, steel, I just think of like buns of steel. Like there was a workout VHS like in the nineties and it was called yeah. buns of steel man. I'm like the tights, you guys should do a strongman workout in like 80s, 90s aerobic tights with like, you know, the song like do 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 right? <laughs> with like leg warmers. Oh man, listen, when we fly out, we are wrestling with Barbies and we were, we're doing buns of steel workouts, um, which is called buns of steel for strongmen. With lots of, oh, you guys, if you want to check out wrestling, check out the documentary Glow on Netflix. I told uh, Bailey to watch it. It's hilarious. Yeah, I'm I'm just going to start season two. It's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. It actually makes me want to try wrestling, though. I wanted to try wrestling when I was a kid because I thought that was so fun. But I remember when I was a kid, it was just dudes. It was a while before girls came in. And I, I swear to God, like, um, it was the throwing chairs thing. Like, it's the fact that you could just, like, <laughs> jump off, like, rafters. and chair. <laughs> I love chairs, man. I have an obsession with them. So, like, um, I literally just bought a chair on Facebook because it was shaped like a heart. And that was, like, the only reason why I bought it. Like, I was, like, I want a heel chair. I want um, a beanbag chair. I want a puppet chair. I want all kinds of chairs. And then I want smash me boards. I'm not kidding. Um, when I was a kid, my mom used to give me shit because I'd beat up my brother. Like, she'd be like, you know, you're a girl, right? And she's like, one day he's going to get muscular and he's going to hurt you. And I was like, no, he won't. <laughs> I'd always just like pummel him. So yeah, like wrestling is available. Do it. If you're a girl, do it. Do it. Or at least do Bailey's form of wrestling. You know, at the very minimum. Yeah, one, so, or the other. one or the other. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to um, 
say thank you for being on our show today. We had we had interviewed her, you guys, but you know, um, Zoom failed us and uh, lost our cloud recording. <laughs> so here we are. Um, there was much more chair jokes, so I saved you guys from that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but to learn more about her, like I said, I've you know I'll be posting the links on our Facebook and our YT. Like I said, you can follow us there. Um, our website is www.pandastrongpodcast.weebly.com. And if you type a Panda Strong Podcast on Google, you'll find us everything. We're on Spotify, Google Play, uh, Apple, everything. So just type that up, you'll find us. And um, we will be offering Canvas First All Strength Sports Virtual Competition this summer. And that's really exciting. So that's a chance for you to kind of try some different things like throwing bags, and the equipment will be, you know, easily accessible, so you won't have to worry about, you know, breaking the bank to be a part of it. And uh, Bailey is actually like going to be offering some virtual strength workshops, so to kind of introduce you to Strongman and a lot of her techniques. So if you're interested in getting involved and and kind of feeling the waters out because you don't have access to a gym in your area or it's just locked down because of uh, COVID, so it'll give you a chance to kind of get connected. So like I said. All the information is up online. Just check it out. And in uh, at the end of the month, this Sunday, we'll be having Bailey on Facebook Live for our new segment called Ask the Panda. And you'll be able to ask her questions and interact with her, which is really cool. And also our guest from earlier this month, Hilda Seagull, will be on there. She is uh, an amazing powerlifter, uh, master's powerlifter. She's a pole dancer. She's a bodybuilder. She also does Thai yoga. She is just insane basically she's amazeballs so she'll be on there too so all of us and we'll be there to answer questions and help you and uh like i said thank you so much for listening in we love having you and we will be giving away on the live feed ask the panda um some lifting straps so if you want to get on the action and win you better show up and show out and if you do come to the Q&A, even if you just want to ask some questions about like what lifts you would want to do during a seminar that we'll be hosting, I haven't picked the exact events yet that we could work on. But if you have any suggestions, I'm totally open to them. I'll find yeah, a we'll learn way to make it happen. We're, we're formulating a plan. What's so important for us guys is we're doing this for you. So your feedback is so vital and I read every single comment and I use all of your suggestions to improve what I'm doing here. And we're all just excited. We're pumped. We're most of us are working from home because of lockdown. So we have time to dedicate our minds and our hearts to you. And we want, when we come back, when this, this lockdown is over for the strength sports to be even more accessible, more respectable and, and more opportunities. Speaking of opportunities, one last thing, um, we will be selling our yearly calendar um, to basically raise funds. It's going to feature pictures from all of our guest speakers, and it's to raise funds for our first annual um, rollout of uh, grants, an athlete training grants. There'll be one for AMS and one for pros, and for people who's about to join pro and uh, you know new lifters who are just becoming going from novice to amateur. And this is just going to be small fun to help you, you know, train, um, travel and, and connect with other women in the province. So it, it's really important that you support the show by sharing us and also liking us. It's important to give us a star rating and that's how, you know, we show up in algorithms. So if you want to support women's voices in the sport and get a scene and get us sponsors and, and help us out, like I said, share away, share away. And uh, like I said, Yes, please. 
And uh, yeah, stay tuned for the merch. And uh, what's the link for people to connect with your merch on um, Misfit? Misfit? Um, so we're pretty, <laughs> we're really pretty. Um, uh, we're on Instagram a lot. So you could contact uh, Misfit Viking Goddess. Her name's Caroline. Um, you can find the link right on there and then she posts like everything that's available. So we're actually having a new year's drop right now for like the whole month of January. We got brand new hoodies. We got brand new long sleeve shirts, t-shirts, bras, shorts, like you name it. And there's some BDZ, uh, stuff on there too, for shorts and a hoodie. Um, all the proceeds that they sell for merchandise goes to all of the athletes and to sponsor all of local competitions. Uh, mostly within Canada, but mostly North America. Um, they also added a sponsorship button on there too, uh, more of like a do donation. So if you do buy any merchandise, there's also a uh, option on there that you can donate towards a specific athlete or towards all of our misfit athletes, and it'll be sp like split up individually. That's um, cool, it's super cool. It's super new. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is a local, a local company out of Drayton Valley, Alberta. Um, nice. Yeah, all, all their proceeds go to all local athletes and all local yeah. um, competitions. So they're so, super, super supportive, super awesome people. So yeah, I would recommend for new lifters, like I said, create people on IG. That's how I found Bailey. And it's good to do that. Nice. And get supported locally. Like I said, I recommend joining Lifting Gym and um surround yourself with as many people like that because i'm i'm, I'm telling you people will not be able to relate or understand if they're not strong men athletes or powerlifters they're, they're not going to be in the same wavelength like a commercial gym so if you can afford it or start your own home gym do it up and like i said we will be having a lot of those same features on our website and our focus obviously is local first but obviously we want to make it accessible the long-term goal is to make it accessible so that athletes are traveling across Canada and there's no more of these barriers. I don't think that strongmen should be just limited to people who are super rich or can afford a certain amount of equipment. I think that a lot more women would be involved if they had more accessibility. So that's what we're trying to do is remove barriers and create that network and connect women and just take the pain of trying to figure this out, this, these sports out for you and uh, make it more accessible. But yeah, thanks again for being on our show, Bailey. Thank you so much. Again. I'm going to buy a hoodie and we're going to match and take over the world. Um, and stay tuned um, for our next show. Like I said, it's every Sunday, four o'clock. And we look forward to uh, having you on a show again. And uh, talk to you soon, listeners. Send love. Bye. Happy lifting. Happy lifting. Happy lifting.